Hello, how are you, beautiful listeners? Another episode of Servant of Comics. I'm Gene, and with me today, as always, Nick. How are you, Nick? Good. Quarantine edition. Oh, it's every month. Every month. Every month is a quarantine edition, yeah. Uh, I think we've already had, what, six six quarantine editions since (laughs) since it started? Oh, Mm -hmm. God. Probably, probably, um... That's not, uh, it is what it is, uh, certainly another month of quarantine. Uh, it could be swimsuit edition, except for uh, it is on fire in California, oh. and yes, it is, <laughs> and it just smells like smoke everywhere. So that's it smells like great. smoke and ash, and it's raining ash, and uh, there's uh, just a haze in the air, and uh, you can't do anything outside. <laughs> San Francisco looks like Mars. Yeah, it looks like Mars. <laughs> Not, I don't know uh, if you've seen any of the photos there where it's just like a red clouds everywhere. Mm-hmm. It's just <laughs> <laughs> like just red sand everywhere. Everybody's just going like, oh, this is what Mars must have looked like. <laughs> looks like Blade Runner 2049. Looks like it does. Yeah, so well, now we know how we get Blade Runner. Yeah, it's so fucking scary. But yeah. let's not think about that for maybe like 40 minutes. So uh, yeah, today uh, today's pretty pretty good episode, Nick. Um, we're talking our uh, talking about two things that you really like. Uh, first off, we'll get to the DC fandom, which you oh, yeah. uh, really enjoyed. Had a good time virtually there. And we're uh, watching, and we're oh watching, no, go ahead. And we're watching the boys mm-hmm. on Amazon Prime. The second season came out. We're to for our listeners. We're reviewing the first part of the installments the first three episodes and next episode we'll finish off the rest of the season but in honor of the boys if you're watching on youtube you could see me in my uh hawaiian shirt like butch butcher i didn't know we were doing that i i, I, I went just, with tur- teenage mutant ninja turtles sorry <laughs> uh, <laughs> this is my butcher short butcher uh butcher hawaiian shirt oh. Dress is so nice. Yeah, we'll get to that. What amazing show. Um, but first off, just for a little five minutes or so, Nick, what uh, what the heck are you reading? Having a lot of comics uh, to read. You know what? There's a lot of comics out there, and unfortunately, I have been on a binge of just Japanese anime. Like this is just ridiculous. <laughs> what? Like, no, it's really fun. No, it's not even that. Like I, I, I got into like the new, like the new Dragon Ball Super, and then I started getting into My Hero Academia, and then I started getting into Black Clover, and then I started getting into like uh, Food Wars, and I was like, oh my god! Like I just, I just got into a a, a little like vortex of anime where like yeah. once you get in, you can't get out until you. And if yeah, uh, you die, like that's pretty much it. Yeah, and if anyone wants to know, Nick, you threw a. Food Wars birthday party last year. Nope. Yeah, so I mean, I've I've just been diving into those. Uh, it's it's always one of those things of as soon as you finish like one manga, one manga or like an anime, it immediately goes. If you liked this, you would obviously like this, and then you know the recommendations. I'm like, they fucking know me because I really <laughs> didn't like it, and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> further and further and further, you know, and then eventually you you know. Mm-hmm die in anime that's pretty much it but i mean besides that uh i did see that joker came out the three jokers, three jokers. Uh, that is 
it's it's on my watch. It's on my read list. It's like it's <laughs> it's something I need to get Sitting to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I need to. Yeah. Actually... yeah um, Three Jokers. I read it. Um, I was pleasantly surprised. This is a storyline that's been uh, in the works for five years now. Okay. Um, by yeah, Jeff, they, by Jeff they mentioned three jokers like back when the new fifty two first kind of came out. Oh uh, yeah, it was it was like a couple years after it came out. It, uh, yeah, yeah, it was like twenty fifteen, and uh, it was supposed to probably come out maybe like like maybe a year after uh, mm-hmm. they announced it with the button and all the Watchmen stuff, and it just never they never got around to it and. They finally published a series. It's uh, beautifully illustrated by Justin Fabak, great illustrator. Yeah, it was it was really funny that like you know they mentioned this storyline, and then they never mention it again. <laughs> like, <laughs> they, like, yeah, like they they had a little like it was like an end title of like there's three Jokers in this in the DC universe, never mentioning it again. Like you yeah. see the Joker. From time to time, and you're like, is that the is that a Joker? Is that one of the three Jokers? Never, never mentioned, never fucking mentioned. And Batman's inner like met the Joker before in between right. this time. The Joker has uh, been been appearing throughout the Bat books, and never mentioned. Uh, are there two other people also named the Joker? Are there a couple Jokers out there? Yeah, never came up, so it's a little awkward, but it's uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's um. It's a good series. It's a solid issue. Um, it lays a lot of groundwork for a lot of intriguing plot lines that we'll see later. And the, ki- and the three Jokers are almost different eras of the Joker. There's uh, the 80s Joker, Killing Joke. Mm-hmm. Where he's more sinister. There's um, sort of the 70s, um, 70s uh, Jim Aparo style Joker where he's a little more mischievous and the modern day Joker, where he's just how we view him now, where he's just sadistic, so psychopath, psychopath, yeah. And uh, that was that was uh, that was cool. That was different aspects of his personality. I I don't know. Um, are these uh, clones? Are these like alternate universes? Now my question is that: Do they all look alike, or is Batman just the worst detective in the world? <laughs> where all these years he's just been like, "Oh, that guy is in white makeup. He obviously is the Joker." Yeah. <laughs> But they kind of look, yeah, they, they look alike. They just dress differently. All right. I guess. Uh, did So did they mention in the first couple of issues, did they happen to mention of whether or not it's in canon or if it's out of canon? It's, it's in canon. It's somewhere, uh, it's somewhere in the current events of the DCU. Maybe it's like five months before certain events. But it's it's I don't, around. I don't know point. if I I don't know if I like that. But okay. Yeah, it's kind of like DC uh, hyper time. You know, things are happening. All these events are happening at the same time. Maybe See, I'm wondering time. if they're just gonna say that it's not like we've always had three Jokers like during a crisis, like Jokers right. got left or something like that. Because I think that would be really weird if like they were just like, oh yeah, this entire time that we've had the Joker, we've actually had three of them. <laughs> yeah. And, there could have been three. Who's to say? Yeah. I'm um, really I, hoping it's something like that, though. Yeah, I was just gonna say it's uh, it's it's well written. Um, the elephant in the room is um, it's unfortunate that um, there's certain, certainly a lot of drama with Jeff Johns and uh, Ray Fisher. Um, 
as a note, I would uh, hope Jeff Johns apologized, apologizes and mm. resolves things the right way. That's kind of uh, a bit of uh, some air clouding the uh, the series, but you know, it's worth talking about. In case people are watching and they don't know exactly what happened, can you run it down for Sure. Engine? Yeah, the, uh, during the reshoots uh, for Justice League, Je uh, Ray Fisher has uh, publicly stated that um, Jeff Johns was very demeaning towards him, along with Josh Whedon and um, and another producer that escapes my my uh, escapes my memory. But mainly, he had a problem with Jeff Johns making veiled threats to his career, saying that if he didn't comply or um, things that Ray Fisher has not made to light that he intends to um, going through proper legal channels that uh, he, yeah, he was basically threatening his career that to comply, just get with the program. And that's, uh, that's certainly not, not acceptable or strong arming. Yeah. And my question, my thing is that that, that isn't something that you just do. Like, I, I don't really like see somebody just like strong arming somebody and just going like, yeah, like I'm a strong, I'm a strong arm of a celebrity. I imagine that this is something that Jeff Johns might've done sometime in the past. Mm -hmm. Just because that's kind of like an attitude thing where like you need to have prior like experience kind of like trying to say like, I'm going to ruin your career. Or I'm going to threatening people or stuff like that. Yeah. I actually would surprised if more people from maybe the comic book side of things start kind of going start coming out going yeah jeff johns is a dick that's yeah. he's threatened all of our fucking careers like this is something that he does yeah it, it very well could be um certainly believe uh ray fisher he would have no reason to uh to lie and yeah he has no reason to lie and uh considering the legal legal trouble he may get in and how cautious he has been of the legalities of uh, his statements. Um, yeah, I, I uh, wouldn't doubt his story. I do appreciate that he's going through the proper channels and he's trying to, you know, bring it to light. He's trying to, you know, let everybody know, hey, this is what's going on. You know, just letting you know, you know, the yeah. set of Justice League wasn't as happy as <laughs> apparently when uh, Zack Snyder was there, everybody was having a fucking ball. Like. Right. No, nobody's nobody has complained about Zack Snyder at all about like, yeah, he was a tyrant. He was doing anything like that. Apparently, like he was like when everybody was working for him, everybody was having a great time. They were, you know, they were having like a great uh, like like it was all very creative and everybody was kind of like pitching in ideas and stuff like that. It was apparently a very nice environment. Yeah. And then as soon as Zack Snyder kind of like let go of the reins, gave it to Josh Sweden and them it just kind of went downhill. And I don't, I'm, I mean, I don't know what else to do about that, man. Yeah. Yeah. That's from all reports. It seems like that. Um, um, uh, yeah. I mean, I'm not the biggest uh, Zack Snyder fan in terms of the DCEU, but it seems like his work ethic is uh, unequivocally good. There's no reason. Yeah. No. So let's uh, hope that, some justice goes to Ray Fisher as he, uh, I think he used the title accountability over entertainment. So we'll hope for that. Man. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, speaking of, you know, things that have come out of fandom, how did you like fandom? Did you watch it? Did yeah. You... Yeah. I watched, uh, I watched the DC fandom. 
and it was uh i was watching it in the background putting you know just leaving it on having uh the highlights stopping to watch the trailers maybe two or three times <laughs> i was and actually watching it at the dentist watching at the dentist okay i was watching it at a, the dentist <laughs> did you have like a root canal or something no, I was I was getting my teeth cleaned and I had it on my phone and uh, like my dentist was like, "What are you watching right now?" Because <laughs> I was I was looking at it like so vigorously, just like staring at my phone, and he's like, "What are you watching? Like, are you listening to music? Are you watching YouTube?" And I'm like, "Oh, I'm watching the DC fandom." And he's like, "Oh, what is that?" <laughs> did he say? Uh, did he say? Did he stop? Um, stop the stop his dental procedure to like watch a trailer with you no he which he, he was very professional and he finished with and he finished the <laughs> the procedure that he was doing but he but the thing is that apparently a couple of his nurses uh, so dc i don't know if they you know very if they i don't know if they publicized fandom as well as they could have is nobody seemed to know where these trailers were coming <laughs> from. They just knew that trailers had come out and are now Stop on him. YouTube. And they yeah. were like, oh, shit. Like, we have a Wonder Woman trailer. We have a, uh, what was it? We have like a teaser for Black Lightning. You know, we have like a Batman trailer. They were like, oh, just DC just decided to drop a shit ton of ta trailers. Like, that's cool. But not many people knew about fandom. Right, yeah. It, uh, I mean, I, we're you and me are in the loop. I don't know if other people were. I mean, I'm on Twitter, saw people reacting crazy there. But yeah, in terms of marketing, it was uh, didn't seem like didn't seem as if everyone knew if it was this giant event that you would uh, get to see all these trailers and get excited again in life. <laughs> you know what I noticed though is that DC fandom because I got an email about DC fandom in, in the mail, which are, because I have a DC universe Never, account. Yeah. And it literally said, oh, yeah, sign up for DC Fandom because you're a DC Universe account. So I didn't know if they were just sending it out to people that they were like, "You, I know you're going to love this. And stuff like that because you couldn't find it on YouTube. You couldn't find it like on the actual DC Fandom, like on the DC Universe app. You had to like physically sign up, log into like a different thing and then get onto it, which was kind of weird. Well, yeah, it was, it was a little confusing. Um, I probably took like 10 minutes finding where the where the like online portal was I was trying to figure it out yeah I, I i know i woke up in the morning and i was like all right i gotta do it and then i like logged i was trying to log in and i go wait what like how it's like where's this yeah, like wait yeah. it didn't even give me a link on the email saying hey this is the link to dc fandom it just went like go to dcfandom.com and i was like oh, okay that's all right go yeah. like you had to like log in i was like oh, okay fine <laughs> Uh, but besides that, I mean, there were a couple that I was like, all right, whatever. But there were some that I was like, that's amazing. Like, that's, that's cool. That's yeah. really cool. So let's, 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 uh, talk about some of the, some of the trailers. Nick, um, first off was, uh, cause this, you know, we could talk about this for a second cause there was a lot there, but then there, <laughs> there wasn't really a trailer. The Suicide Squad by James Gunn apparently has you know a, what? Mm -hmm. I, 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 compared to what we've gotten for Suicide Squad, <laughs> uh, you know, that, the, that kind of like pieced together, you know, mess of a movie. I, I don't know if you could call it a movie, but go yeah, on. Yeah, physically, I, I mean, it, it, 
I feel like Suicide Squad is the greatest definition of what was wrong with DC, where it wasn't necessarily a director's vision or like a writer or anything like that. It was a movie by the numbers of like, this is what works in Hollywood. This is what works in other DC movies. So let's throw it into a movie and then we're going to put it out there. Yeah. And we're going to have like maybe like one or two characters that are kind of interesting and then that's it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really am interested to see how James Gunn you know, did it. Uh, I, I love the idea of, you know, instead of having, oh, we're only going to have like five or six Suicide Squad right. members. Oh, no, we have like 10. We have like 10 Suicide Squad members, and they're all D-listers. Yeah, these are, because I was talking to Diego about this, uh, these are the most obscure characters that you could have put, like Weasel. Is, these are, like Weasel, that's like a character from like a 70s comic book, or like Bloodsport. A Superman character from the '90s who Idris Elba's playing. They had Javelin. Javelin. Like who? Who got Javelin? You know, you might as well put Kite Man in there. Kite Man, yeah, I would have. Uh, I would have loved that. One. that <laughs> you know what? A fan favorite of mine. You know what? Honestly, they would have. It would have. I would have been sold if they would have had Condiment King. Like mm-hmm. if if that would have been like one of the one of the like the Suicide Squad members was Condiment King. With the mustard have, in your eye. Yeah, because I have like a special heart place in my heart for Condiment King. I think he should be in more things. He should. <laughs> he's, in, Just, uh, he's in the Harley Quinn show, right? He is in the Harley Quinn show, and I really love it. And I love him showing up, and the fact that he's arch nemesis with fucking Kite Man <laughs> only makes it funnier. Yeah. Where it's just like two useless villains are nemesis of each other. <laughs> but I really enjoyed it. I, I love the cast, it looks awesome. I really do like the fact that they actually didn't replace Deadshot, like they just didn't recast him. They just said, Oh, he's off in the universe somewhere. In case, yeah, he's doing you know, another mission. Yeah, he's doing another mission, or, you know, he escaped, or, you know, he did his time, or he, whatever you want to say happened to Deadshot, you know, I, because I have to admit, Will Smith kind of was, like, the one thing I liked in that movie, Mm -hmm. like, Will Smith and Margot Robbie, it was, like, those were, like, two of the things I liked in that movie, Yeah, and also, having a Deadshot character is pretty awesome, like, Deadshot's a pretty cool character. Yeah, he's, you know, take him away from that movie and that's a great character yeah i mean i i'm really upset that they killed tattooed man in like the first like 10 minutes of that that's movie. right yeah common common was uh tattooed man that, that yeah, was... how the hell are you gonna cast common as tattooed man and then they go yeah. like cool doesn't do anything we're gonna murder him in like the first 10 15 minutes of this movie right that was weird yeah um, but yeah, I really appreciate how much effort that James Gunn's putting into Suicide Squad. Yeah. And he says it's going to be like a war epic. And, you know, it's like, and <laughs> from like the screenshots they're showing and stuff like that, I'm looking forward to it. Also, I love the fact that Nathan Fillion's in it. <laughs> right. John Cena. John Cena. John Cena's in it. Peacemaker. Um, uh... That is uh, one of the charlatan heroes, like Blue Beetle question. He's one of those characters. Yeah, I, I really do like that. I really like that they actually got like a comic book accurate thinker, like where he actually has like the diodes sticking out of his head. I was like, oh, that's so cool that they actually like did a comic book accurate thinker. Right. Um, 
I love the idea that what John who was John Cena playing? He was playing he's um, peacemaker. He's peacemaker, right? Peacemaker, excuse me. Yeah, and I love the idea of like when he asked James Gunn, "How do I play? How do you want me to play this character?" And he was like, "I just want you to play Captain America." He, he was like a giant douche. Yeah. So Captain like, America was uh, Trump, <laughs> if Captain America voted for Trump. Yeah, <laughs> like if he was just like a dick, yeah. he just started murdering people in or, to do like what he needed to do. Or the ultimate version of Captain America, written by Mark Millar. Yeah, and I'm really looking forward to kind of seeing how that all works out. I mean, even if they, I, I really hope they don't have like a subplot with the Joker. I have yeah. a feeling they won't. Yeah. Um, you know? Well, let's let's hope not. Let's hope not. Let's let's uh, let's, let's stay on the positive side. Uh, going off of that. Going off of that, the Snyder Cut trailer, what, what do you think of that? I think that it is going... I'm saving my reservations okay. right now. Um, I'm looking forward to it just because of what they've said, what, you know, the new footage that they were showing. You know, uh, I really do like kind of where it's going. Okay. Stuff like that. Like, I love the idea that, oh, yeah, we're going to be talking about the Speed Force more. Mm-hmm. We're actually gonna show Barry in the Speed Force. Like we're actually gonna try. Like he's gonna like accidentally go into the Speed Force and go like, "What the hell is this?" I really appreciate that. I like the idea that Superman isn't just gonna show up for the last five minutes of the movie <laughs> and then go like, "Cool, thanks for holding him off, guys." And, and uh, I love the idea that he's in a he's in his black suit. I like the I I like the idea that Batman kind of sounds more like Batman, not just kind of like, well, I fucked up in the last movie, so I gotta make that up. Like, it, very much Justice League is like the is the movie that the studio thought that the fans wanted kind of like make up for what they didn't like in Batman versus Superman. And it turned out terribly. Mm-hmm. You know, and you know, I'm looking forward to the four hour Snyder cut. Yeah. I, um, I guess it's a mini series. It's uh, four hours. Apparently I don't know how that's going to work, but um, we'll see. Um, I was, I was, uh, I'll save my, I'll save my thoughts because I, I, I feel like it's too early to say anything. I was just going to say that, I wish they you didn't use Leonard Cohen's Hallelujah. That felt a little on the nose and a little. Uh, that felt really weird. I, I don't know like what the flavor or the the atmosphere of this trailer was because it was mm. just so like meta. It was just trying to be meta that oh you yeah. have, and I didn't get a feel of like the the story they're trying to tell. I just thought it was too meta to get a feel of the movie. But yeah. This is my thought. He re- he really likes that song. I guess yeah. He's a big uh, he's a big Leonard Cohen fan. Apparently, he went to all his concerts before he passed away. <laughs> yeah, like he's like a super huge fan. Um, the one thing I do hope though is that they are gonna introduce uh, Martian Manhunter. Yeah, I would assume so. Um, if they could go back to film that, um, I don't know if they filmed that. Be- no, they he said that which they said they filmed it. It okay. was cut. Okay. They said that they had filmed it. They just needed to do CGI on it. Like it's literally, it's literally just like him in a green suit, and like he's like I'm Martian Manhunter, and that was it. Like that was pretty much it. Like they showed the scene, but and apparently Deathstroke is supposed to have like a bigger, 
like he's supposed to have like more role more of a role i have no idea yeah it's too early to say i don't know but four hours is a lot of time to fill (laughs) yeah it's a little little too early to comment on anything but yeah it's uh it left nick 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 pretty uh pretty excited yeah i'm pretty excited about it i can't uh i'm gonna watch it you know and hopefully four hours makes it good right and going off of justice league killed the justice league rock steady uh first game in like five six years something like that yeah something like that um it's finally announced there they were being very confidential on whatever they were working for these last years they went radio silent after arkham knight and that was a for the most part a good game some people have rightful criticisms but it was fun it was fun it was great and it's it's good to see them back that's a good uh they're a great studio whatever however you like however much you like or enjoy their games you could just say they do really put in a lot of effort nick what are your uh what are your thoughts on them um i i really do like rocksteady's games uh you know uh whether it be the arkham series whether it be uh what was it red dead redemption whether you know whatever they make they seem to you know just nail it right out of the park mm-hmm. the only issue i have with it is that it is a instead of it being a single player game it's supposed to be a game where you co-op. play with your friends yeah it's like a, yeah, co-op, it's a game. co-op game it's In very the... border very borderlands-esque okay because you're you're probably a bigger video game fan than me like it, it was just a story trailer but you get enough sense to say this is a this is a co-op game this is meant to play with your friends and is there any is there any uh anything else you could just tell from this like story trailer? Um yeah, I mean so far what it looks like is it looks like Brainiac has basically taken over the planet and uh was able to take over the Justice League. Mm-hmm. Uh the interesting thing is that they were saying that uh their this Justice League movie might be taking place after Arkham Knight. Right. Um they they confirmed that it is in the same continuity. Yeah, so this is going to be taking place after Arkham Knight, so Batman is already dead, apparently. Or whatever, whatever happened to Batman. Yeah. Whatever. I don't know. No yeah, the it, really obscure ending at the end of Arkham Knight, stuff like that. Uh, but the cool thing is that uh, it's going to be a four-player game. It looks like uh, Killer Croc, which I... King Shark is going to be your heavy. He's going to be kind of like, you know, mowing people down. Harley Quinn is going to be kind of like a trickster character. Uh, Yeah, Deadshot is going to be kind of like your shooter. Like he's going to be like your running gun. And Boomerang is going to be like your teleporter, apparently, because they gave him powers. Yeah, he, it seems like it's Captain Boomerang 2, who is uh, related to the Flash family in DC continuity. Well, what it also looked like, you know, I thought that was kind of, I thought it was kind of interesting and I don't know, is it kind of seems more of his boomerang has powers. And not oh, I, didn't, I didn't get that, actually. Yeah, because uh, if you notice, it's he, when he throws his boomerang, it glows, and then he teleports to it. Mm-hmm. So it's not like, oh, yeah, he's teleporting all over the place. It's more he's teleporting to his actual boomerang. Yeah. So that's kind of cool. Uh, but yeah, it just kind of seems like you're going to be going, you know, level by level, killing off the Justice League. Mm-hmm. You know, fighting Superman, maybe yeah. whoever it is. 
Yeah, they were uh they they were kind of mentioned in Arkhamite. You saw some hints of Superman and mm. Flash. But it, it's cool to finally see, I guess, in the Arkhamverse, other superheroes. Um, he may seem uh, kind of like the Injustice version of Superman, but it's just interesting to see their take on it. Yeah, I. you know what I would like to see? I would like to see a game where Superman's not an asshole. <laughs> yeah, he's a nice guy. The last, yeah. last game was like, uh, do you ever play Superman Returns the game? No, that's a terrible game. You shouldn't have to play that game. That's, <laughs> I, I uh, that's found a bad that. game. It's uh, the final game. final boss yeah. of the tornado. He was nice in that. So Superman Returns the game. Do not get that game at any cost. No, it's a terrible game. It, terrible. it is... It is a it's a game where you fly around and, and then you just crash into buildings. You know what it is? It's the Man of Steel of games. You just don't <laughs> destroy a city. Yeah. You just crash into buildings because the flight is terrible on it and it's 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 bad. Yeah. <laughs> you just don't destroy buildings and kill a lot of people. Um, but the one thing I did have that's kind of like an issue is I am hoping that it's in it, man. Okay, so the the one thing I do have an issue with the game is that it it's kind of taking this Borderlands esque vibe to it, where you know four people jump on and then you know you all play and everything like that. The one thing that's hard about Borderlands is that nobody ever does that. <laughs> play the game by themselves. Like it's just it's just a thing that happens. Yes, there are people who do play it with other people and stuff like that, but the problem is that. When Borderlands comes out, Borderlands is never cross-platform. So people may buy it on the Xbox, they buy it on PC, PlayStation, or they buy it on PC. But the thing is that it's not cross-platform, so nobody can play with each other. So it's kind of like, yeah, I have like five friends that own it, but we all can't play with each other. So if Rocksteady really wants to make sure that this game succeeds and people can play it to the fullest of its ability, make it cross-platform. Make it so that way everybody can play with everybody. The game will sell. You're exactly right. You play uh, more video games, so I'll uh, defer for that opinion to you. Um, so moving on, the last topic of the fandom was the the Batman. Seemed everyone liked that trailer. Is that guy dead? That he was punching? I don't know. Probably, probably not. But this I heard like... squishy. I heard squishy. <laughs> yeah. <you> know. <laughs> I don't know what that was, but only twenty five of the. 25% of this movie's finished and uh, we got to see some cool footage from it. So it's cool that they managed to piece together such a interesting trailer from that. From um, 25% to show that. Yeah. This is going to be a hell of a movie. Yeah. Uh, it is unfortunate that as of right now, production did stop again. Right there. They were trying to film as much as they could without Robert Pattinson who got COVID unfortunately. Yeah, hopefully he does okay. Yeah, I'm sure uh, he'll be all right. Yeah. Um, but besides that, I really like the way that they're showing, you know, Gordon. I'm really liking the way that they're showing the Riddler. I like that he's like kind of like this Zodiac-esque killer. Like, serial killer who's just like, who's like, I have a point to make. Anyway, um, yeah, I really do like the idea that, you know, the Riddler is this like serial killer who is trying to make a point. You know, it, that's very much what it kind of sounds like. Is like the city is corrupt, and because the city is corrupt, and you're trying to follow, you know, the police's rules, 
you're also corrupt and you know you're just you're you're as dirty as they are and everything like that and i kind of like it i really like that idea yeah that's that's really interesting because the riddler is played very grandiose he's always been uh even the more serious approaches they always stick to uh him in this like uh bowler hat this green outfit and just to see him wearing a fucking paper like a fucking like a like a paper bag or whatever the fuck over his head it's just uh it gives off a lot of seven vibes sir that was a trash bag with duct tape (laughs) (laughs) which uh what was it but yeah you're right it's straight out of seven it's really really cool um my think the thing is that everybody's talking about is that they think it's um, the Riddler is trying to show Batman about the Court of Owls. Hmm. Well, that's a. Uh, I mean, it could, very well could be, but that's that's a that's a lot of stuff to introduce in the mythos really really fast. Well, the thing is that it's gonna be what what I think it is is I what I really want is I really want that there is this revelation. Of like at the end of it, very seven esque, where it's like Batman loses. You know, Batman thinks he's defeated the villain, but in reality, he's only you know helped out the Court of Owls in a way because you know the Riddler was trying to like expose them or do whatever it is. I think that would be fucking badass if like for, like it'd be a movie where Batman doesn't win. It's it, it's it, Empire Strikes Back, a fucking Batman movie. Yeah, no one wins. It's a it's a dark ending. Let's uh, let's explore something different in a Batman movie. Yeah, and also a lot of Batman stories that are like so good are the ones where he doesn't exactly come out on top. Where yeah, you know that. it's, yeah, where he he kind of loses, and you know, like yeah, he won the battle, but he didn't win the war. Like he didn't save Gotham. He's you know now he has to like work to like bring Gotham back from like whatever happened. Or whatever the villain had done to it and stuff like that, and it's it, that's always a really cool story to tell. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's uh let's try something different with Batman. We've seen the usual couple of stories, mm-hmm. so let's explore something different. But we're we're uh we're keen to see that whenever that comes out. Uh, people are joking that the question marks <laughs> saying like twenty twenty one were were pretty literal. It's like whenever theaters are back. Whatever COVID is over. Whenever we can finally watch this bitch, we'll send it. We'll send it out. But <laughs> yeah, um, where that comes out. Um, yeah, I mean, the Bat- but, mm-hmm. huh? no, but the Batman, it, it'll come out. We'll we'll we'll, uh, we'll get through this. <laughs> yeah, and I really do hope they kind of because you know the way that they were talking about the movie when they were like kind of interviewing the uh, interviewing the director uh, when Todd Phillips was talking about it is. I really do want is I don't know if you've ever played the um, Telltale's Batman game. Yes, I played both seasons of Telltale. Yeah. Yeah, I really what I really want is I kind of want them to pull from that where Batman is, uh, which where he has to deal with the fact that his mom and dad were fucking corrupt. Yes. They're, yeah, they're not the saints. Yeah, that'd be that'd be wicked because some some uh, some iterations Thomas Wayne isn't the best guy. He's I mean, dick. look at. Yeah, look at the Joker, look at, uh, in the, even in the long Halloween, you see Thomas Wayne, like, uh, be very, very uh, mean to Bruce, or he saves Carmine Falcone's son's life, 
he's more of a morally ambiguous character. So we could uh, we could see that. Let's uh, let's let's explore the Bat mythos, which have been yeah. in the movies for like forty years now. <laughs> yeah, and I really like that idea of it's of the way that Bruce Wayne saw it was his dad being a hero, you know, trying to save his mom. Where in reality, it's his dad's fault that they're getting, you know, hit. Like it's a it's a mob hit. Right. Right. Yeah. Let's look. I love. Yeah. Let's do something different. Um, speaking of different, because we're running out of time here, and we have to talk about the show because we love it. Um, the boys. Sorry, he to yes. rush in, I, I, but I, I can put an entire episode on the Batman. I'm just yeah. saying. No, we're both. <laughs> we're, we love Batman. Fuck it. But the boys, you liked that first season, man. That was that was fucking great. Came out after Comic Con. Mm. Everyone was digging it. It's based on a Gareth Ennis comic. It came out at DC first, and then it moved to Dynamite, and it had sixty issues. And uh, the the series itself, it's a little rough. I mean, it's not it hasn't aged the best, but the story itself, I I think it has a lot of merit. It's talking about the branding and the commodity and the consumerism of uh, superhero culture, which unfortunately you're seeing you're seeing that in movies and tv shows and the business of it where a lot of these superheroes are a brand so that being said the the series i i love the wrinkles they add to that show how they make it different um the things they did with starlight they make them more more relatable they don't get as i love gareth annis but sometimes he's a little vulgar a little mean-spirited it's not as mean-spirited as the comic and i think it's a little better a little more human in a way that was the thing that I really liked about uh, Preacher, as well. You know, the other one, the the other comic that they they adapted for you know oh, television. Also, Gareth Ennis, yeah. Yeah, Gareth Ennis. Uh, what was it? Uh, Seth Rogen also produced that as well. Yeah. Kind of bringing it. He loves that writer. It, yeah, he really likes Gareth Ennis. But I, what I really do like is the the showrunner that they used for it. Uh, he's he's doing an amazing job of kind of getting the source material. And then, you know, making it where it's not so vulgar or it's not, you know, it's not just there to shock. Yeah. It's, he, he's trying to, you know, say something with, you know, uh, whatever's going on, whether it be, you know, uh, the fact that Superman's a serial killer uh, or a sociopath inside of this universe or the idea that, you know, you basically poisoned a bunch of kids and you kind of weren't sure that they were going to make it, you know, because you poisoned them and then they became superheroes and then now you exploit them. So I, I really do like that. Um, I do like the idea that uh, there isn't as much, it's not as grotesque because uh, I know that they show pretty much everything in that, in that comic. Yeah. It's uh, it's very grotesque. Um, yeah whether it be rape uh you know them you know somebody being forced to give a blow job somebody you know getting their head fucking blown off something yeah the uh the comic though is uh pretty good pretty good um for the most part has not aged the best but you know this this show um i just i fell in love with it what it had to say about superheroes what it's um Mm -hmm. you know what's this this critique that they're saying about our our fa- fascination on superhero culture. Um, the s- developments in season two are also interesting. Let's talk the first three episodes. Cool. Uh, so 
You see, uh, think. yeah, think. Was, <laughs> no, I was really enjoying myself. I love all the new members of, uh, of the squad. Uh, Stormfriend is, um, interesting <laughs> as a character. She's just, uh, reminds me of like a raunchy female comic or something. You know what? I actually really, I really liked Stormfront when she, because I think she shows up in episode two. Yes. Shows up. Beginning yeah. of episode two, she shows up, and I really liked her for that entire episode where I was like, oh, cool. She's a superhero that does not give a shit. She's mm-hmm. like, I'm here to do the job, and that's it. Yeah. You know, and, you know, I'm here to save people. I'm, you know, that's the face that she was giving not only her fans but she was also giving to you know the other superheroes as well mm-hmm. you know she was going like why do we have to do these pep, uh, these paparazzi things why can't we go out and like save like go save people why can't we go on patrol you know this is a waste of my damn time and then once you get to episode three you end up finding out that she's like this like racist bigot who just like <laughs> is, a, is like a mass murderer who doesn't give a fuck yeah she literally does not give a fuck so I actually heard a couple of like interesting theories about Stormfront. Okay. That she is, I don't know if that's true. I don't know if they're going to do it, but it was kind of interesting and I kind of liked it. Was the idea of, because they went into the fact that uh, Vought's founder, uh, what was it? The, the German scientist who came up with, you know, V. Basically was able to trans- V. Yeah. yeah, he, he uh, the f- guy who figured it out, uh, basically he was able to put his brain into a young girl. And he's been kind of like, you know, going through bodies. So he's kind of immortal. And instead, he's actually Vought. Hmm. Like he is like the, the founder of, like she's the founder of Vought. She is the professor and everything like that. That's why Mr. Edgar was so eager to put her on uh, what was it? So eager to put her on the seven. Stuff like that. But, I thought that was kind of interesting. Mm, that could be a theory. Mm, maybe. Yeah, and I thought that was kind of cool and stuff like that. And I was like, oh, that's kind of a, it's kind of a fucked up like get out vibe to it. I like it. Yeah. That's uh, well, that's uh, that that could be a plot point. Yeah, that's uh, that's really interesting, man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but besides that, I I'm looking forward to the next couple episodes. Um, if I can kill the whale, kill this perm whale. <laughs> Save the whales. Uh, I love I love all the stuff with the deep because that guy's like such a fucking scumbag. Yeah. And like you don't. I don't know. I don't know if I feel for him. I wouldn't go that far, but I I certainly feel a little uh, a little sorry for him because he's just such a loser as well. Yeah. Just, um, I well, the one thing is that the, the the one thing is that they're they're really commenting on the on the idea that Aquaman is a fucking he's he's a loser like nobody knows why Aquaman is on the seven in Justice League like nobody know like he's only good for water crimes yeah. <laughs> everything uh, else like you just put him out in the ocean sure. yeah yeah I mean the only thing that's huh. We need some ocean stuff. We'll call uh, the deep. Yeah, and I really like that. And actually, season one where he talks about that too, where he's like next to a damn waterfront. He goes, <laughs> "They just want me to jump off and you know do a sweet dive, show my abs." Like this is ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, 
And seeing Mr. Edgar, that's that's another uh, interesting villain played by um, Giancarlo Esposito. Mm-hmm. He's uh, he's killing it, I guess, in like every streaming show. <laughs> the Mandalorian, he's in that too. <laughs> he's gonna be coming back in the Mandalorian in like a month. Yeah, <laughs> he's gonna be back in the Mandalorian. So I'm like, hey man, get his get his money, man. He's a great he's a great actor. I wouldn't mind seeing him as a, like a hero character or like a mentor character instead of always seeing him as like a villain. Yeah. But yeah, he's uh, like yeah. <laughs> he's kind of a little typecasted. But yeah, I just I love how they're giving Huey balls. He stands up for himself. He stands up to uh, Butcher. Butcher is uh, such a such a bastard on the show. You love him, but uh, that guy is such a terrible person. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. If it, if it doesn't help him. He's not down. Yeah. And stuff like that. Uh, but I do think that's going to... I think the show's going to turn out pretty interesting. I think I... Because uh, I have to admit, the second episode kind of slowed down a little bit. Like, the first episode was kind of... hit the ground running. Second episode, you were kind of like, all right. Yeah. Cool, whatever. And then third episode, you were like, oh, all right, cool. I get why they did three episodes, because now I'm in. <laughs> like, I'm completely in now. I get yeah. it. I'm inversed in it. Yeah, now now I'm invested and I I want to I want to finish it up. So I can't wait until tomorrow because today's the tenth. Yeah, yeah, can't wait as until of tomorrow. Course. Um, any last thoughts on the boys? Um, we would really recommend it. Everyone should just watch it. Finish this episode, then watch it. Yeah. Um. I mean, I know it's on Amazon Prime. If you have a friend that you you know has Amazon Prime, you guys should watch it together. Right. We're, uh, you know, we support sharing accounts. Not everyone has the most money right now. So go ahead. Yeah. And what you can do is you can actually stream it on Discord so that way you and your buddy can still stay socially distant and enjoy the movie together. Oh, there you go. Yeah. They have like a Netflix party feature, huh? Yeah. You can just kind of like click it and have a nice little time. You know, <laughs> you guys can all react to the boys. Yeah, we should do that. <laughs> Let's do that. We should, we should, we should, we yeah. should actually stream it one of these days on Discord and then like let people join us so that way we can we can all watch together. Yeah, be great. That'd be awesome. <laughs> maybe maybe we could do that next month. We'll see. Maybe maybe we can do it next month. I'm down. I'm totally down. I think that by next month we should be what nearing the finale. Only yeah. gonna be ten episodes. It's gonna yeah, be ten episodes, Nick. Yeah, season three. Today's gonna be four, five, six. Yeah, about seven. About yeah. seven. It will be a good ways in. There you go. <laughs> yeah, I'm totally in. Let's do it. So Nick, wrapping up here. Where can uh, people find you at? Like really usually, you, can, you guys can find me at the Nick Valero on Instagram and Twitter, and you can find me uh, on Facebook for just Nick Valero. Uh, check it out. Awesome. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram g nine eight nine two. You could follow the Waffle Press at the Waffle Press on Insta- on Twitter. You could follow it on Instagram uh, at the Waffle Press Podcast. We're on Patreon, iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, and YouTube. Please like, share, subscribe. Uh, thank you for listening. Thanks for watching. We've been professionally unprofessional. Bye, guys.